live from the Virtual Summit, the Core presents Sales Training Bootcamp with Kendra Cook and Rick Ruby. Today's topic, how to get all the work done. All right, on we go to our next session. Thank you guys for hanging in there strong today. Um, I'm actually going to talk about how to get it all done. And, you know, the old cliche, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. I love when people say I'm the time management queen. I'll take that. Um, but not without all the credit of all my coaches before me who taught me how to get more done by following a plan. We're going to talk about that today. But the first thing I really want you to do is write down this. I work to enjoy my life. I work to enjoy my life. Now, there were years and years and years that I did not. And so some of you may be writing this down saying, well, at one point in time, yes, but not anymore. I understand. It's a process. But the most important thing is that you have to remember when you're not enjoying your life, most of the people around you probably aren't either. Your team's probably not enjoying it. Your family's not enjoying it. And a lot of times it's a reflection on how we look or present ourselves. So quick story, everybody knows I used to work a ton of hours with my, you know, running away from my husband, not really, but working outside the home. But the big change came, um, Rick knows this, but we were at a summit and he said, man, you just don't look good. Like he said I was thick is the word he said. And it was the wake up call that I needed. I had let myself go so far in the wrong direction but not only was I not enjoying my work life, my home life was in shambles too. And so we as coaches are very transparent to tell you we're not perfect. I know sometimes you guys put us on a pedestal and say, oh, they've got it all figured out. They've got money in the bank. But the truth is, in the matter is we're all still in process. We're all still a work in progress. Rick's still working on us. Our coaches are still working on us. So I want you to write that down to say every time that you get unhealthy, unhealthy marriage, unhealthy persona of yourself, unhealthy team, that you go back to say, okay, I have to go back and revisit that I work to enjoy my life. I don't want my work ruling me. I want to rule my work. And so that's what I want to share with you guys today. I'm going to give you some tactics around it. But first, we've got to figure out how do we get there, right? And I talk a lot about this right now with our students. I talk to a lot of lenders who call me and ask for help, and I talk to just about every realtor we have in the program. And I think it starts with a scarcity mindset. The scarcity mindset creates fear and it creates anxiety and it creates, you know, cause of paralysis, if you will. We know we need to change, but we don't know what to do, so we just sit in scarcity. And that's when you answer your phone every time it rings and you take every client, whether they're the worst client or the best client. We're just going to do it because we're afraid there's fear of losing it all or disappointing someone. And so we let everything go to heck in a handbasket and we live in scarcity and it's a terrible place to be. Nobody wants to be there. Right. And so how do we fix that? How do we shift the mindset to go to an abundance mindset? And I would tell you it's a plan. And that's what the core provides all of us. Now, sometimes you guys want to rebel on the plan. But the truth of the matter is we do have the plan. It was came from Rick and Rita and Todd 19 years ago. And we continue to perfect it and perfect it and tweak it from time to time. But if you guys will follow the plan and the plan is you just did it. You just did the seven boxes of life. The plan is not all work. And the plan is not all money. And the plan is not all play. We have to find the balance. And so when you look at, looked at your wheel today, 
Did some of you just want to be like, oh, I want to throw up? That really makes me uncomfortable that I'm letting that part of my life be that far out of balance. I did. And I told Rick, I said, my weakest link that right now is, is work. And Rick said it. I have a great kid. He's 22, about to be 23. I'm getting older every day. Um, he's about to graduate college. But my love life was the best thing on my on my wheel. And I'm proud of that because I couldn't have said that 10 or 12 years ago. I was very broken in my marriage. We were not spiritually connected. But the plan that was given to me 14, 15 years ago, um, I'm continuing to work on it every day. So when we think about the plan, the plan will correct that scarcity mindset. Hey, I'm working towards this much money. I'm working towards a date night. I'm working towards a better relationship with my kids. Pancakes on Sunday. Rick talks about that. If you're not doing something with your kids, make that a goal around your family. Make sure that you have a plan to keep yourself in balance. Because nothing else is going to matter when the home is broken and you're running away from it. Or the kids don't have a relationship with you. Right? We've got to fix it. And the plan has been given to you. So, I'm going to give you three categories today and two suggestions in each, and you're going to pick a couple to go home and fix. Not all of these will be areas that you're broken in, but I'm going to start with team culture because if you want to get it all done, it starts with the culture in the team, okay? So how do we create a culture that people want to come to work every day? So I share this with you because from experience. Now, I'm grateful that I walked into a team that Britt and Rick and Elena had in place, and I got to fall right into that. But when I had my own team of seven, I had to work on culture all the time because our team was small. So it was, I don't like this person, or this person didn't turn in their greatness tracker, or so-and-so didn't come to the team meeting on time, right? That culture of just, nah, 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 right? And so without a good team, here's what you're going to face. You're going to face, you're working harder. You're going to work harder if your team is not connected, Okay. You're also going to stay later because when they run out the door at 5 o'clock because they don't really care about the culture anymore, it's not where they want to be, they're out the door, and the 5.05 call, you get to handle. You won't get it all done by 5 o'clock because you got to stay and pick up the pieces from the team. The third thing is, is you get to make sure that your dreams and your goals happen. Nobody else is seeing your vision through if you don't have a good culture. It's all on you. So let's look at the reverse of that. Now you have a great team culture, right? They're going to stay and work harder, so you don't have to. They're going to stay and work later, so you can go home. Start time, go home time. We talk about that in time management, right? But the biggest part of this when it comes to team culture is everybody's working towards your goal and your dreams. It's not you pulling the wagon by yourself. So in that quick analogy, everybody's in the wagon, and you're pulling the wagon. How many of you have felt that in your career in the last few years. Yes, right? There's not enough buy-in for us to get where we want to go if everybody's in the wagon. You got to get everybody pushing and pulling the wagon together, all right? So team culture is huge. So I love just to go back and revisit, why do people join a team? Number one, they don't want the risk. People join teams because they don't want to be you, okay? So they don't want to write the big check for the salaries. They don't want to put the overhead checks on their back. They don't want to train and hire every single person that comes up in the team. They don't want the risk, okay? Number two, they want to be led. So when you hire someone and you throw them right out of the frying pan into the, the fire, that's zero leadership. Rick talks about leadership so much. He has helped me, and he says all the time, you're not there yet, and I know I'm not, but I'm working on it. But I do know that my team will follow me if I lead them properly. 
Set the good example. Be in. You don't have to be the first one in, but you need to be the example of getting in on time or early, right? Not being the one that doesn't show up for the team meeting on time. It's a big lack of disrespect to your team, okay? So they want to be led. Number three, they want to be part of something bigger. This was the vision we just talked about. If you want them to buy into the vision, you got to sell it to them, okay? They want to be part of the bigger vision. And the fourth thing is they want to have fun. So I'm going to give you two great tactics to put into your business, or maybe you need one or you don't need the other, around team culture. First and foremost, I want to share this first story with you because all of our students, if you're a guest here, I'll share with you all of our students and all of us as coaches had to do a questionnaire recently for Rick. It was a homework assignment. And we had to survey our team. How many of you did that? Everybody surveyed their team, right? And so what part of it was what can I do better for you to feel cared for? So we're on the coaching call, and Rick made us send all of our questionnaire surveys to him so he could assess where we might be falling short so he could help us be better for our teams. And I think the number was 40 out of the 44 of us all had on our surveys from people on our team that they wanted more one-on-one time with us. Listen, Rick told me a long time ago, find someone who's eager, young, that you can lead to take over your business. Now, I owe him an apology because I never did that. I never found that person that wanted to buy into my vision and let me lead them. But all of us have people on our team that are strong. They want to be there. They respect us. They want to be led. However, we can't slow down for 15 dadgum minutes a month to spend with them to see what their aspirations are. Where's their future on our team? Where are they going? How can we pour into their lives? Listen, you guys, you have coaches and mentors in the core or in your life. Some of these people don't. They are looking to you to lead them. So ask them, where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself in five years? Do you have any questions around your money? How can I help you accumulate wealth? I'm in a program that I'm accumulating wealth, so my family will be taken care of. How can I help you? Fifteen minutes scheduled every single month with every single person on your team will create a culture that you really care. Okay? Second suggestion in your team culture. Some accomplishments. Some contests. Some celebrations. Guys, we, most of us, are high D personalities. We're rewarded when we get the paycheck. Okay? But it's not all about the money for them. Going back to what they want in their life, they need to feel appreciated. They need to feel empowered. They need to feel a part of this bigger picture. And if we're not celebrating with them, they think we're greedy. Guys, it's one of the biggest sins. Greed will destroy a company, a relationship, and, a, and, and anything really in our life faster than anything else. So don't allow your team to go there in their mind. He or she's all about the money. We try to do monthly contests here, um, especially since JJ's got here. He keeps amping the ante. I'm going to have to come up with some better contests. He's challenging me. I don't have a Lambo or Ferrari, so that does not on my prize wheel over there. But uh, we try to do a lot of fun stuff. We rented a movie theater and took them out the other night for pizza, and it was just the ten of us in the theater. But they want to be celebrated. The other thing that I want to tell you is don't get in your mindset that I pay my team really well. Okay? We're all paid really well, right? So let's not get in the mindset of I pay my team well, I pay them to do a job, they should do it. That's great. But at the end of the day, a 100 bucks for them, a gift card for them, a bingo with a gift prize that Rick challenged all of us to do earlier this year, just lets them know that we celebrate all your hard work, we appreciate you, and we want to empower them to stay on the team and work harder. 
Does that make sense? Okay, great. So, category number two, team training. This is one of my favorite sayings, and I say it to all of you when you call and talk to me about hiring and training your staff. Why in the world would you hire someone and do their job for them? How many of you have done that in your past? Why do we do that? If you guys have all that extra money, just send it to me because grad school is not cheap. I got a couple more years of college to pay for, right? If you got that kind of money to waste. But this is a big disconnect for us. We sit back and say, I have to do everything on the team. I'm staying late. Everybody walked out at 5 o'clock. Turn that mirror around and look at yourself and say, did I train them? Do they really want to be here? Do they know what their job is? Have they bought in to my vision? Chances are you probably answered no to at least one of those. So let's talk about how we train the team. We can give them more, less of us. Okay? So first and foremost, daily team meetings. And we talk about this in the core. And even if you're here today and you're a team of one, you should have a team meeting every single day. Look at your printed schedule. Do I have the information I need? Am I prepared with my comps for a listing appointment? Or do I have the information I need to take a loan application? Right? Do I have a closing gift to walk out the door with? Am I prepared? All right? But more importantly, if you have a team, we have to make sure that we're continuously training them. And I'm going to give you a suggestion. I did it for years in my team. We had a basket that sat on the door right when you came in the front door of our office. And every time somebody got a question on the team that they couldn't answer or they didn't know the answer, they wrote it on a piece of paper and they dropped it in the basket. So every morning when I came in to go to the team meeting, I grabbed one thing out of the basket. That's what I trained on for the day. Now, here's the key to training your team all at the same time. When I train the entire team on one thing every day, if I'm out of the office and somebody missed something or didn't catch it or couldn't need a refresher, they can ask each other. Guess who they're not calling for the information to explain that again? You're talking about getting more done. Start using your time more wisely. So the daily team meetings, you can cross-train people. You can make sure that all those things are answered and other support people can support other people with the, the information that they get in the team training. That's a big time saver if you can get in the habit of doing that. All right? Next one. Um, Create a shadowing program. This was one of the biggest lessons I learned going from a seven-person team to a 50-person office. Here at the core, no one talks to a client for 90 days. Let that soak in for a minute, folks. 90 days, you hire somebody, and they don't talk to a client. Rick talked about it earlier. They interview different people in the company. They figure out how the departments work together. They learn all the checklists. They shadow people. It is a 90-day training curve. Now, I'm going to speak from experience, and probably most of you can relate with this. We wait until the water is right here. It's not in your nostril yet, but it's close, right? And we're drowning. And then the first person that walks in the door that's breathing, that can fog a mirror, we go, you're hired. And we stick them in the seat. Everybody's laughing and shaking their head. I get it. We put them in the seat, and then we go, okay, this is how you answer the phone. Here's your checklist. I'll be back in an hour, right? Christy Sampson's laughing because she's like, yep, then they're done that, right? So we have to fix that. So training schedule. Do you have a training schedule from the minute the person walks in the door for 90 days? If you don't, you should create one. That was one of the first things I did that I learned from the core on my sales department is I created that for our realtor division. You hire an RP1, here's the first 90 days. You hire an RP2, here's the first 90 days. We have to stop hiring people 
and throwing them right into the mix and then sitting back saying, God, they're a terrible employee. They screwed up this deal or we didn't get a five on our survey. Guys, you can't blame somebody for lack of wow service if you did not do a good job training. All right. So a shadowing program, most of you have larger teams. Somebody else on the team can help cross train and follow that 100 day checklist It is mandatory that everyone is shadowed and cross-trained on your team. This will save you a ton of time. Now, the last one. You. You. Me. Us. Okay? 90% of the bottlenecks on our team stop right here. We're the problem. Lisa Whitman saying, amen, sister. I got it. Yeah. I know. Because I'm like, I want to proof every mailer that goes out. And I want to pick the paper that the letter of the heart goes on. And I want to know what kind of coffee is going to be in our career cup. Who gives a crap? What? Why? Is that what we get paid to do? Absolutely not. So why? Why do we want to control everything in our businesses? It goes back to the first slide that I showed you, scarcity. Scarcity. Control free. Nobody wants to talk to my team. They only want to talk to me. Rick talks about ego. Wow, that is such a small word for such a big problem. If we could lay our egos down, train our team, empower them to do exactly what we train them to do and walk away, 90% of the time they do it better than we do anyway. The bottleneck, the problem is us. All right? So I want to help you with one thing that can really fix you with that. Okay? You have to learn to be a proper delegator. Delegation is critical in our business. There's too many moving pieces. There's too many moving parts for us to think that we can control every single piece of the file. Lender or realtor, I'm speaking to all of us. Okay? So I learned a long time ago I cannot sit at my desk and yell and bark out orders. True story. When I came to the core, Britt selected an assistant for me. Thank God we stuck it out. She's still with me. But I was horrible. To her. We were disconnected. I'd had the same assistant for 15 years. She read my mind. She knew what I would eat. She knew what day to put my dry cleaning on the front porch. She had it all. So I came here thinking, well, she's just going to read my mind, right? Britt picked the best person for me. Well, what I forgot is she doesn't know me. So I would sit next door. My desk was, you know, my office was here and hers, and I would yell through the wall. And this went on for about 90 days, and I kept telling Britt, it ain't going to work. We're just like ships in the night. We can't figure each other out. I'm I'm just, this isn't going to work. So I called her in my office one day, and I just was so mad. I was all splotchy, and I'm the girl who doesn't cry at the sappy movie. I'm the girl who cries when she gets mad. I have a horrible temper. And so I'm starting to cry, and I'm getting really angry, and she starts crying, and what she says to me is, you're a horrible communicator. I was like, Okay, that was hard to digest, but it was the best thing that I needed to hear. She said, you yell through the wall. You think I can read your mind. We're not connected. And I said, okay, I'm the problem. Do you agree to give me 90 days more, and I'll agree to give you 90 days, and we'll fix this. And let me tell you something. I would trade the 15-year assistant I had and take Diana all day long. We're that connected. She is, we Just figured it out. But I figured out how to communicate. And that's where the proper delegation comes in. We can't sit in our office and bark. 
You can't send one word emails in response. These are emotional, touchy, feely people. Okay? They're not us. So we have to learn to be a better communicator. So proper delegation. Be clear. Be direct. Be firm. Focus on the who, the what, the when, the where, and the how. Just run through that in your mind. Okay? So if you're delegating a task, it would look like as a realtor, hey, Diana, I need a copy of a CMA for 123 BC Street. I'm meeting with Mr. and Mrs. Seller tomorrow at 2 o'clock. It's not top priority, but have it done before the end of the day. I gave her very clear directions. Then if somebody doesn't follow through, you have something to go back on. But if I'm just barking, I need a CMA, and I come back in tomorrow, and the CMA is not done, and I'm mad at her, is it her fault or is it mine? It's mine, right? So the core gives us a tool for that, too. They are the king and queen of plans. In your blue beast, there is a form that says things to do. Now, I love when I talk to my students and I say, what do you use that for? And they go, oh, it's blank. They're all still in there. No, they're in there for a reason. Rick put those forms in there for us to use. So your things to do page is your delegation tracker. That's what I use it for. So if you went on my desk right now, my blue beast, I learned from Rick when I got here, stays on my desk all the time. And the things to do page is open. And that's where I list things that I need all day long. And then when we go into our meeting in the morning with Diana, she and I, I can say, hey, can I get you to do blah, 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 blah. If you're delegating multiple tasks to multiple people, if you look next to the number, there's a little box. That's the initial of the person that you delegated it to. The task. The next morning you come into the team meeting and you say, hey, Lisa, I assigned blah, blah, blah to you. Did you get it done? And she says yes, and you cross it off. This is the things that replace waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and going, oh, my God, did that get done? Oh, my gosh, did I remember to delegate that? Has anybody else done that? So this form tracks all that, and there's an accountability. Remember, our teams want to be led. Tell them what to do. Follow up. We're leading them to the big picture. Okay? All right. The last tip I want to give you before I wrap up is having the right person in the right seat on the bus doing the right job. Now, when I first got in the core, Todd was my coach, and he said, I need you to read this book, Good to Great. I'm going to save you the heartache. It is the worst business book in the planet. Oh, my gosh. I'm a reader. I read a book about every two weeks. I have more books than I know what to do with. If I could cash in my book collection, I would probably be ready to retire now. I'm a reader. But that book took me three months to read. Oh, it was, I kept falling asleep. I'll just save you the, the, the plan of having to read it. Right person on the bus doing the right job, pulling the, the bus, if you will, or the wagon, all in the right direction. Guys, this is a problem for us. It goes back to saying, I'll hire somebody as long as they're breathing because I'm desperate. And then we try to keep putting that round peg in a square hole. We move them from this position. Oh, they don't fit there. I'll move them over here. Spencer, or, um, Stuart's shaking his head. Uh, we, they don't fit over there, so I'm going to try them over here. And they don't fit over here, so I'll move them over here. You can't do that. You're not doing yourself any favors. Having the wrong person is not the answer. So I said the bottleneck is the we're the bottleneck. We're the problem. And a lot of that starts with our hiring and our delegation. So if you can fix yourself hiring the right people, training them properly and getting their mindset, you will have plenty of time to do the things that you want to do. Now I want to remind you, you've got to circle two or three things. We are an action taker community. We're going to hold you accountable. 
I want you to circle one or two things that you wrote down that you promise you will do no matter what. And I'm going to leave you with this. I have a question for you. When you're at home, are you present? But not really present. How many of us go home and we're still under the table with our cell phone? Or let me step in the backyard and just take one more call. Listen, if your kids tell you, I hate your cell phone, I would never be a realtor. Let me tell you something. You are not present at home. And we've all done it. And you have to fix that. You have to put some boundaries around your time. Because let me tell you this. When you're saying yes to something, you are saying no to something else. And if you're looking for the plan and you're looking for building the right team and you're looking to account, accumulate wealth, the core is the place. I would not be this structured. I would not have the marriage I have. I would not have the money in the bank that I have if I hadn't learned these techniques from the core. So if you're sitting here today and you're not one of our students and you're like, I need more time, I want to fix my marriage, that's where I'm broken, or my relationships, you're in the right place. Don't sit back six months from now and say, okay, now I'm ready. If you're ready, let's get on board, let's take you home, and let's help you create a great life. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. All right. Now listen. Taking this thing off. I really love my businesses. I got three little mortgage branches, total of 90 people for three branches, 300 closings a month. I've had my Michigan branch for 31 years in a row. My branch manager in Michigan has been with me 25 years. My head of operations has been with me 18 years. I am the godparent to my branch manager's twin boys. They're 21 years old. I help them get baptized. I'm their godparent. I will tell you this. I have three branches. I have a 90-person coaching company, and I'm part of a national mortgage company that I can't stand being part of. makes me a ton of money. I can't stand being part of it. You don't know anybody. Nobody knows each other. There's no culture. There's no relationships. There's no commitment. So I'm the master of coaching small, fun teams and some small, fun branches. So if I'm the, the Mac Daddy leader and I have 90 people, none of you are ever going to have more than 90 people or you're not going to be with me. You might have a five-person team. You might have seven like Kendra. Stuart, you have how many people at your branch? He has 40. JJ, you have 105. 105. Chad, 30. Dustin, 27. This is what we lead. We don't build giant corporations. have no interest in you not being in relationship with people. I don't like that part. I like knowing the people I'm doing business with, hanging out with my team, building culture-like Kendra said, but I tell you with me, I love a good fight. I love a good fight with a teammate. I love a good fight with my wife. I love a good fight with all my coaches because I love the making up after. So for me, I believe the process is you're frustrated. You talk about what you're frustrated about. You work it out. You come to a compromise and you build your team. We're going to talk about something right now that I love that you don't like. I love this next thing I'm going to talk about. None of you like this next thing I'm going to talk about. You're like, oh, that's like poison ivy. It's like poison ivy to you. For me, it's like Milky Way candy bar, which I love. A Milky Way candy bar, thousand grand candy bar. This is the Milky Way candy bar for me. And that's me getting referrals from my clients. I went to a program called Buy Referral Only about 30 years ago. And this program was called Buy Referral Only. 
Not only was I a member there, I became one of the, the keynote speakers there. Me and Brian Buffini both trained with Joe Stump. So Joe Stump is Brian Buffini's mentor, and he's my mentor. Brian is currently the most famous realtor coach. I am by far the most famous lender coach. Kendra's going to fix that. She's going to be the most famous realtor coach, but it's going to take her some years. So Brian started there. I started there. Joe taught me how to build a referral business. So I built a referral business in my mortgage business. I built a referral business in my coaching business. Most of you hate it. You hate the thought of a client referring you. You hate it because you just don't do a good job. You don't care and you don't cater. So I'll tell you this. Out of all my 55 employees at the corporate headquarters at the core, 37 were referred by other employees. Most of you could never get an employee to refer you another employee. Why, Kendra, could they not get one? No, their employees hate their job, so they're not going to refer their friends. My employees actually like their job, so they refer me their friends. So what I do for my employees is I pay a $1,000 bounty. If you bring me somebody that you like to come work for us, a friend of yours or somebody you meet that you think would be a good employee, we'll give you $1,000. So I pay a bounty to my employees to bring you new clients. I have built my whole business. The core has a zero advertising budget. My group, my little group of branches have no advertising budget, zero advertising budget. I don't pay for desk rentals. I don't buy internet leads. We have relationship with realtors. We only chase realtors and past clients. That's my business philosophy for lending. Simple and easy. Chase realtors, chase past clients. Now, you do a mailer every month to your past clients, I guarantee you get business. You send a video every month to your past clients, I guarantee you get business. I've been teaching this for 27 years I've been a teacher, and I still got members that don't send a letter every month. They don't send a video every month. They don't call on a regular basis. So this event, I got 205 guests, most guests we've ever had at one of our events. Normally when we're live, we allow 130 guests, 494 members, because I want to train. I don't want to sell. So I spend my time training my clients. We had 100 out of 205. We had 162 referrals of my clients that brought me new clients. Now, Live, we charge five grand a piece. I don't know what we charge virtually. What did we charge? Fifteen hundred bucks? Thousand bucks we charge to be virtual with us. We charge five thousand dollars live and 130 people get referred in by my current members. People go to my current members and say, you make a lot of money. How do you do it? I'm in the core. You need to come to the core. And they bring people. So they're already pre-sold. They know who we are. So I have about 35 of you that referred me between one and nine people that you brought to the event for me. So we're going to send you a little gift. My appreciation. I want to say thank you for telling people about us. I want to say thank you for your referring people to us. It's very important to me. So I want you to currently write down your three-step referral program. Your current three-step referral program. Rick, I ain't got a three-step referral program. That's what most of you are saying. So we're going to make a three-step referral program right now. Number one, whole team sends a video thank you acknowledgement for the referral. So every lead that comes in that's a referral, your team sends a whole team video thanking them for the referral. So it's a three-step referral reward program. Number one, a video acknowledgement from the whole team thanking for the referral. I know none of you have this. Number two, they're going to get an auto gift. So everybody that refers me a client, we send some swag. We send all kind of cool stuff. Whatever it is that we're swagging out that quarter, we're sending it to our clients. I want you to send something fun every time a current client refers you a client or every time a past client refers you a client. We just had a contest of CCR and PCRs for 30 days in November, and 
I'm in October, and I'm telling you, people had between 10 and Jane 1 with 65 current client and past client referrals. Imagine 65 new leads coming in from her current client. Unbelievable when you go after this properly. So we're going to do a video thank you from the whole team, thanking them, rah, rah, thanking them for that, and we're going to do a referral gift. Now, if they keep sending you more referrals, they get better gifts. That's the key to a referral gift program. So you send one. I don't care if it's a lottery ticket. I don't care if they sent two and you get ten lottery tickets. I want to improve the quality of the gift. But I will tell you this. A thank you and a purchase are two different things. I'm not purchasing people's referrals. I'm rewarding them for their referrals. I don't want no outrageous gifts. I don't want ridiculous closing gifts. I don't like it. I like thoughtful. Maybe, maybe, I love Cutco Knives. Maybe when a client is referred to you and they close, maybe you give them a piece of cutlery. I don't know what you're going to do. But I would love something that you give them that they could add to the collection. Like I like Cutco Knives and I recommended Cutco Knives. I gave away Cutco Knives for years. And Cutco sent me a whole set of their knives with my name on it. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. They're the best knives ever. But imagine if every time they got a client for me, they sent me a new knife. I, I don't care what your referral program is. Step number one is going to be a video thank you. Step number two is going to be a gift. Step number three is a personal thank you from you, a private phone call thanking the client for referring to you. Thank you very much, Kendra, for referring me, JJ. I really enjoy JJ. He reminds me why you're one of my favorite clients. So three-step referral program. You're going to acknowledge with a team video. You're going to send a small, inexpensive, thoughtful gift. But you got to keep track of it's second, third, fourth, fifth referral. you got to send them better gifts. And number three is going to be a private thank you call from you. Every single referral is going to get this. Every single time. You're like, wow, Rick, you make me make so many phone calls. Yeah, we make a lot of phone calls. I average 135 conversations a week. I'll put myself up against any of my clients that I have more conversations than any of you have. Any of you. I have more conversations than you, JJ, correct, week? More than Chad, more than Kendra. You average how many? 100, Marjorie? 70, Stuart, conversations a week. 100, JJ? Hundred, Chad, I average about 132 a week in conversation. I bang the phones a lot. I say thank you a lot. I say I'm sorry a lot. If there's a problem, I'm open to a confrontation to come to a conflict resolution. How many of you hate conflict? Raise your hand if you hate conflict. You'll never make a lot of money, Lisa Whitman. You're going to be trapped because you don't like conflict. You gotta have some conflict with a team. You gotta have some conflict with a realtor. You gotta have some conflict with a spouse. You gotta have some conflict, Lisa, correct? Now, I know you've avoided having conflict with me for the last 10 years, but a little conflict would not hurt you. You understand that? You're really, really good. You make a lot of money, but you would be better if you had more conflict. I've watched you go through some bad team situations, and you'll complain to me about the team, but you won't complain to the team. So I'm just telling you a fact. If you don't like conflict, you're gonna be limited in your income. Now, you don't have to be fighting with everybody all the time, but you gotta be clear. I got into a Dave Cameron a month ago, and he bugged me so much that I ripped him up and down. And then he ripped me back because we're friends, and we talked about it. And we came to an agreement. People that won't fight, I have no interest in having them in my life. No interest. I got in a relationship with a guy that I've been with for a long time. I tried to get in a fight with him. He wouldn't engage. I knew right then what I know, Kevin. This guy ain't in a relationship with me. He's, he's not true. So if they're not true, they're what? What's the opposite of true? Fake or false? So, people that will not engage with you on your team, your realtors, your client, if they will not engage with you verbally about what they're unhappy about or what they don't like, it's not really a relationship. 
So if you're going to build a referral business, let's see why. So write down referrals, write down the word referrals from clients. Then write they're cheaper and they convert higher. Why do we like them, Chad? They're cheaper and they convert at a higher rate. A good referral converts at 50 to 70% conversion rate. And there's no cost to get them. When you watch Shark Tank, what do they always talk about, Stuart? What do the sharks always ask the members on Shark Tank, the guests on Shark Tank? No, what's your cost to acquire? And what is mine? Zero. It don't cost me nothing to say thank you or send you a video or ask you for a friend to refer us. So I want to work on your referral business. That was my lesson about it, three part. I got a lot of you sent me referrals. We're going to send you a gift. Thank you very much. Awesome job. I appreciate you. So many of you sent me so many referrals. It's unbelievable, the list of people that referred. So you did really good. I'm really happy so far this morning. None of you are aggravating me too much. Some of you are a little, little, a little bit distracted, but not a lot distracted. So we got a lot done. We had goal setting. We had business planning. We had, we had a lot of good stuff, a lot of stuff we're going to do. Now, we're going to go to lunch, then we're going to come back and have breakout classes, then I'll do some end stuff and we'll get out of here early. So have lunch. See you later. Bye. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.lacortraining.com.